Hey, this is Kiran Agarwal from the Sparkling Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Alex Mauricio with us. His interest in real estate was probably sparked from a young age, growing up in a home building industry. He started his career with a boom, closing more than 45 deals in the first year of his practice. His motto is, "Let's have a blast while you find your dream home." Aside from real estate, Alex has also been in the music industry, which we would like to know a little bit about in this podcast. So let's welcome our today's guest, Alex Mauricio. Alex, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to to, to speak with y'all. Thank you so much for being on the show again. So let's begin with our first question. Please tell us, please tell us something interesting about yourself, Alex, that you think most people don't know about, and you would like to spread a word. Ah, let's see. Um, Well, I guess you know people know that I I do have a background in in music. Obviously, um, I make that very you know well known on social media and everything like that.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess you know maybe something that is a little bit unknown is、um, you know I I kind of identify as a an introvert, which a lot of people you know think、um, like how are you in sales essentially. Um, but you know you're an introvert because there's,、uh, I guess,、uh, kind of a misconception as to what you know an introvert and their personality is like. Many people think that introverts are shy and they're,、um, you know, they're they're not outgoing. They are,、um, and, and it would be kind of、uh, almost a an oxymoron for a an introvert to be、um, in a social type of a job setting like real estate. Um, so that that's something that most people you know don't know,、um, but I do you know identify as an outgoing introvert. So there's there's different types of of of, of personalities that are associated with、um, you know being an introvert. Understood, understood. So introverts are not the people who stay home and don't like to meet people. But yeah, <laughs> yeah introvert is a different word. Wherein they are, they are ready to meet people. They can meet people. They just prefer to stay alone sometimes. Well, I I like to describe it as okay. Introverts they get their charge、uh-huh. from other people. Okay. And introverts get their charge from you know having some alone time every morning.、Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> understood. Understood. So it's not、uh, leave me alone for all the time. Leave me alone till I recharge. Exactly. <laughs> got it. Got it. So let's talk about the <clears throat> entrepreneurial bug. You were in the music industry.、Uh, so、mm-hmm. from music industry, how did you switch to entrepreneurship? And what, like, what was all in music industry all about? And what's entrepreneurship all about right now? Yes.、Yeah, so I mean, I identify the music industry. Everybody is their own business owner. Essentially, you know, you're, you're, you're as an artist, you're your own product, and you're. It's your job to sell yourself, essentially, to <clears throat> the masses, to、uh, record producers, to record labels. So、um, I was,、uh, and I, I'm still somewhat affiliated with within the music industry. That hasn't completely left my persona.、Um, But for from the course of maybe 2006 all the way to uh, 2015, um, it was very much a huge part of of my life. 
uh, particularly the portion where I, I was actually living in Los Angeles and um, I was a part of a, a pop group or a boy band, um, you know, if, if that's what you want to describe it as. But it was a five person, uh, you know, group that I was a part of. I was one of the lead singers. Uh, the music manager actually found me on the now defunct MySpace, you know, th those that was in the MySpace days. Um, and I was living in Texas at, at the time. And he said, you know, I think you'd be a good addition to the group. Um, you know, boy bands, they they come in waves. So um, the buzz in the industry is that the labels are looking for the next, you know, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, so forth and so on. It was it was time for that again. So um, I decided just on a whim, I'm very I'm a very spontaneous person um, to just move to to Los Angeles. You know, I was contacted on a Monday and I was driving west uh, on that Saturday. So um, in a nutshell, it was a great experience. I learned a lot. I learned a, I, I met a ton of great people. I met my wife uh, in Los Angeles, you know, so um, it, it was a great time. Um, I was able to meet a ton of record executives. And it was looking back on that whole experience, I um, I realized that it was kind of setting me up to be a good, you know, entrepreneur or or business owner, which is essentially what real estate is. You know, you're you're running your own business. Um, again, you're you're selling yourself as as the the product. So, um, you know, social media was super heavy uh, in terms of marketing because it was free marketing for as as an artist. Uh, had a ton of followers on uh, MySpace and and, and Facebook, um, and ultimately, I began transitioning out of the artistry mode um, and more into songwriting and behind the scenes and shopping songs to artists, TV and film, you know, which um, was was great. There was, a, you know, tons of success uh, with that as well. And I think ultimately, you know, people go through stages in life and I've always um, identified as a multidimensional person, meaning that there's just layers to each and every one of us. And um, it's almost as a millennial as well, it's it's almost too limiting to say, okay, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life, you know, this one thing, and that's going to be part of my, you know, entire identity for the rest of my life. And I think at, at uh, around the two, 2014 mark is when I decided, hey, you know, Los Angeles is a great experience. You know, I, I met my my future wife there, but I, I feel drawn for a change of some sort. So I decided to move back to Dallas and I moved my my then girlfriend, but uh, future wife to Dallas with me and, uh, you know, still maintaining the uh, the work ethic towards the music industry, but also hungry to experience something else, you know. So I, I found myself interested in, in real estate uh, and wanting to get into that. And um, just, you know, something inside of me was just yearning for a home. Because in Los Angeles, especially for so much time, it's, it's very much a renter's market. You know, people can be lifelong renters there. Um, and I realized that, you know, the, the um, being able to attain a homestead and, and home ownership um, 
was that much, so much more tangible, you know, in Texas. So all of that combined led me to a uh, pursuing a career in um, in real estate. And here I am, you know, almost seven years later, um, still in the industry and, and, and loving it. And there was a part uh, when you were speaking, wherein you said that we have layers, right? Everybody has layers of they cannot uh, just commit to one thing for the rest of our lives, right? Uh, right. There are things that would come up and we would like them and we would like to switch towards them. So mm-hmm. it, it is a part of the journey. And uh, the ultimate goal is to is to attain peace through something. Right. So I, I think it's important to to pursue your heart's desire, you know, whatever that is, you know, mm-hmm. at any stage in life. It's it's never too late. It's never uh, too far gone. Um, you know, you, you, you got to do it because you only live once. You live once. You live once. So in your opinion, what do you think is the most important personality trait that one should have to succeed in real estate, business or let's say in music as well? Mm-hmm. I think just authenticity is a huge part of just being able to succeed in life, you know, just being yourself, being your authentic self and showcasing your true personality, you know, because at the end of the day, in music, there's so many, it's saturated with singers, you know, there's people, you know, even within the established music industry, there's, you know, artists that sing amazing or they're so such talented you know songwriters but there's also individuals who may not be as um skilled you know in in those uh two formats um but they are so successful because their personality shines and they're just able to engage with people so well um and i think in real estate that it's the same thing you know there's it's not rocket science, you know, it is a big deal. We're handling the biggest transactions of our clients' lives, Um, (coughs) excuse me, but, uh, and and all of us are skilled in being able to do that, or we have resources to be able to advise our clients the best way possible throughout the transaction process. But I think a huge part is just being likable and being honest and trustworthy and caring about, our clients is 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 a big deal and people are very receptive to to that and i think for me that's being able to um exude the authenticity and the honesty has helped me quite a bit in just you know referrals and and, and maintaining my clientele got it got it so authenticity is something you value the most uh, and yes. you believe that is the important personality trait to succeed. Absolutely. Okay. So, how do you manage? Like, how did you manage to grow your business so far? What are your strategies? What do you do? Um, I I will be honest with you. You know, in in the real estate industry, it, you know, at the top of each year, or at the end of each year, um, you know, you get phone calls from your broker or um, individuals who, you know, coaches and whatnot. And they're like, oh, you need to set your goals for next year and you need to start planning ahead. And me being a very spontaneous person and just, you know, kind of having my own 
I guess, uh, finger on the pulse of what I'm doing. I, I, I don't do that. You know, I, I don't like to plan ahead and, and stifle for me. It's, it's, it's almost stifling my, myself. I prefer a more of a go with the flow, you know, approach. I do plan and, and set systems up, you know, in place ahead of time, um, to ensure that there is growth year to year, but I'm not putting my pressure on myself. My mind does not work with a that way where you're putting pressure on yourself <clears throat> and you know setting almost corporate like um systems in place for the 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 following year. I really just like to um take it up a notch. I like to uh incorporate different practices and challenge myself. Um, for instance, this year, um, I'm doing more video content as opposed to just imagery um, and, and things of that nature. And I'm just uh, coming up with content, uh, almost going back to the basics um, and focusing on educating people as much as possible uh, with regard to real estate in, in the home buying process. So that's that's the approach that I like to take. It's not for everybody. There are many people who see tons of success who follow those, you know, uh, structural guidelines. But to me, it's very stifling. Um, so, you know, I I just I I do my own thing. I like that idea. Like uh, you prepare for today in a way that your future is good, but you don't like to put some number. Uh, in the future that you would like to attain which will pressure put pressure on your today's self and uh, maybe probably you would not be able to perform as good as you were to perform just as as best as possible today exactly so, so there is a difference between that i totally get it <laughs> so if you can tell us uh, about the difficulties you are facing right now as a real estate agent what do you think my, uh, how the market is troubling you these days? Yeah, so you know, um, everybody's heard. It's no secret. You know, there's there's just very little inventory out there, um, and there's just a ton of buyers as well. In addition to that, the interest rates have been, you know, climbing higher and higher. It, it, what seems like on a daily basis, and that's also creating obstacles for you know, some of the buyers, it's pricing them out of the market. So there's, there's a little bit of everything. It's, you know, when I'm, excuse me, when I'm out there prospecting for, you know, listings, the biggest objection is, okay, well, I can sell my house for top dollar, but, you know, where am I going to go from there? You know, because homes are expensive. And then for buyers who have expressed interest, they're, um, in the past and who've even gotten pre-approved recently, they're like, well, you know, we've got, we've gotten the updated numbers from our lender, not that the interest rates have gone up and we now have to drop our price point to a lower level. And now it's unrealistic. And I feel like we're priced out of the market. So that that's a little bit of um, what I've been experiencing, you know, as of late. Um, and it is, uh, it, it creates, um, you know, some stress, obviously, uh, and, and anxiety, but, you know, it's, it's just all about, um, staying educated on the market, 
and being able to best advise uh, the clients on what to do. You know, maybe buying a house is the best option for them and their, their you know, 10-year, 15-year goal. Uh, or maybe it's not. And it's my job to help them, you know, make that decision. For sure. Understood. Totally. So uh, what do you think is your growth plan now? Like, uh, how would you like to grow yourself? Like, as you said that you are posting more videos, right? So other than mm-hmm. that, what, what are the different other strategies that you are using these days? Um, well, uh, I am just really incorporating trying to incorporate a a team a larger team around me so i'm growing um my vendor partnerships that's a a huge part of um you know my plan for this year uh just really quality lenders lenders who understand the importance of sending business back to me and not just you know me sending business to them so by um bilateral uh, you know, relationships and incorporating uh, events into my calendar as well. That's something that I haven't done in the past and um, something that I, I don't have a, a knack for planning. So um, while I'm meeting these vendor partners, it does help uh, to understand if they have the capability of planning these events. And then I you know, can can join in and um, contribute in the way that I uh, can. Um, and uh, in addition to that, just, you know, finding quality partner agents is how is what I call them uh, in each market. Um, in Dallas, you know, I, I whenever I'm in Florida and I have clients in Dallas, just making sure that I have one or two agents that are quality that are, that can be my boots on the ground, um, and the same thing in uh, in Florida. Whenever I'm in in Texas, just making sure that I have a solid uh, team around me. I think having a solid team is the same of as having a solid foundation. You know, um, so that that's those are the things that I'm working on. All right. So, team needs to be expanded, but the right people needs to be hired. Exactly. Right people would definitely matter. So, uh, since most of the home buying process has started online, right? People are using Zillow, Realtor, etc. Uh, and even a lot of uh, realtors are marketing themselves online. So, what is your way? Like, how are you taking advantage of this online boom for real estate? Yeah, um, I've had actually quite a bit of success just engaging with, you know, I call them raw leads because I don't have a previous relationship with them. Um, they're getting to know me on social media, on platforms like, you know, Instagram and, and, and Facebook. So, um, you know, I just want to continue to do that. You know, I've, I've gotten quite a few clients from Instagram, you know, just sending random DMs to me asking for my help. And then, it, all of a sudden it turns into me helping them get pre-approved and then meeting them in person and helping them find a home and so forth and so on. Um, I've even gotten listings on, you know, social media. So my goal is to continue to provide content that engages people that, you know, they find interesting that um, sparks their sparks a conversation ultimately, and just really continuing to be, um 
as authentic as possible. Because again, I think the the power of social media is um, that you are able to meet people that you would have never met, you know, in real life. Um, but you know, it, it, it's almost like a nurturing, you know, type of a relationship. They they see what you're doing, and it may take some time for them to feel comfortable reaching out. So it's my job to keep providing content that shows them my personality, that shows them what I'm capable of, and will eventually allow them to see, oh, I am comfortable reaching out to him. He does seem like an approachable person. So that, that's just, that's my goal, is, is just to continue doing that in, in more so in the form of video. Got it, got it. So when you're talking about the videos, you're probably talking about Reels, right? Reels and TikToks. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so they are getting a lot of reach, organic reach. And uh, we, we can probably talk about it, like, even in detail after this podcast. But for now, please tell us mm -hmm. if you had $10,000 extra on your budget, okay? Where mm -hmm. would you like to spend it and why? 10000 on my budget. Um. I would probably spend it um, on maybe marketing that I've never done before. You know, uh, being a millenn millennial, I am more prone and more to utilize technology. Um, and, you know, uh, just more prone to do online stuff. But if I had $10,000, I would probably invest in maybe some old school marketing, you know, maybe direct mailers or um you know in a service that would be able to um you know put door handlers on people's doors uh, or a door knocking service to help me market myself and, and try to acquire listings in in my neighborhood so um <clears throat> i've been more afraid of old school marketing because i know that the demographic is you know changing <laughs> in terms of just, um, you know, the millennials are buying more and, uh, you know, Gen uh, Z is is starting to get into the buyer's market. So yeah, I, I don't know if that old school marketing would be more as effective with them, but I'm willing to give it a try. You know, if I had extra money, you know, yeah, to, to spend sure, thing, sure thing, sure thing. So it would be worth a try, right? At least you know what is going to happen once you have done the old school marketing. Right. Mm -hmm. Great. So tell us about your favorite quotation, Alex. What is your favorite quotation? Ah, let's see. Um, I guess one that sticks out to me is, um, you know, God's rejections are God's protections. You know, it's a very simple quote. Um, and it, it just applies to so many different, you know, scenarios. And just as human beings, we can get so disappointed when maybe something doesn't work out in our favor or bringing it back to real estate. You know, if you submit your offer and it's multiple offers, it's a bidding war and your offer doesn't get accepted. Well, you know, I just revert it back to it wasn't meant to be, you know, there's a reason for it. And, you know, I, I'm not a super I don't claim to be a super religious person, but I do believe in God, you know, and in that's something that I do um, explain to my my clients. I'm like, hey, you know, I know you're disappointed, but 
look at it this way. God's rejections are God's protections. So the right one is out there. There's a reason that you didn't get this particular home. So God's rejections are God's protections. Good one. Good one. I totally get it. Uh, mm -hmm. So final question. Final question. Please tell us if you were to write a book on yourself. Okay. Mm -hmm. What would you like to name it? Oh, wow. <laughs> um, well, I mean, I really didn't have time to think about that. <laughs> if I had more, or if, let me rephrase that. If I had more time to think about that, I'd come up with something probably pretty epic. <laughs> but since I'm put, being put on the spot, I would just say, you know, um, multidimensional me, you know, mm -hmm. it, I think simply put like that is, is is enough you know to maybe grab some some eyes and grab some readers yeah. uh, again going back to just you got to do what you what you feel what your heart's desire is you know don't don't feel stifled don't we're not our our parents were they just did one career their entire life and you know that's it you can you can do whatever you want you know got it Got it. So multi-dimensional me. It gives mm -hmm. a clear idea. We can have a line like behind it, uh, beside it, uh, wherein we explain a little bit about it. But other than that, the cover name would be multi-dimensional. So sounds good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it. Yep. <laughs> good one. Uh, so any final messages for the audience? Um, you know. Hey, if you're, I, I'm just going to turn it into some promo. <laughs> if you're looking to buy or sell in Dallas, Texas or uh, Central Florida, um, you know, let me know. I'd love to be able to help you reach your home goals. There, the oh, please let, us, please oh, let us know where can we reach out to you. Oh, yes, absolutely. So um, my, I mean, are we allowed to give, you know, phone numbers and emails and stuff no, like that? Yeah, you can give the uh, the email uh, the email address the website uh -huh. and okay. Instagram Instagram okay gotcha all right so <clears throat> you can reach me at Alex at classycozycasa.com and you can also find me on Instagram my handle is uh, special agent Alex so do reach out to him guys he seems like a wonderful person to me and that was today's episode of the sparkling entrepreneur show thank you so much alex for being on the show thank you for having me so that was alex mauricio i'm your host kiran agrar signing off you guys take care bye guys